0: to langley recently with a plain and simple dream wanna infiltrate some third world place and topple their regime. those men in black with their mansion suitcases where everything's on a need to know races agents got that swagger everyone's so cloak and dagger i'm feeling nervous but i'm really kind of wishing for an undercover mission that's when the red alert came on the radio couple of crazy things that have almost gotten me dismissed like terminate some head of state who wasn't even on my list burn that microfilm buddy will you i tell you why but then i'd have to kill you you need a quickie confession we'll start a waterboarding session no hurry on this south american dictator i'll assassinate him later that's when he walked right in my laser sights in time.
1: Boochcast, yes, Boochcast, party Welcome. time! Excellent. <laughs> excellent. <laughs> okay, All right. Excellent,
0: excellent, excellent. Oh, oh, Turn it
2: off, man! Turn it off! It's sucking my will to live. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We are back with a brand new episode of the Boochcast.
3: Party on, Vinny.
2: Party on, Elvis. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, we have a great great show planned for you guys um i don't really have a title for this one yet but uh i'm gonna let elvis be the judge of that because elvis you have a special surprise for everybody on the show
3: yeah, we do. Um, actually, the name of the title we have, we have. Actually, we have a very special guest. She is my daughter. Her name is Zoe Diana Dolinsky. Um, Zoe, we need a title for name. What should be the name of the title of the show? First thing that comes to mind.
4: Um, I would say the Quiz of SpongeBob.
3: The Quiz of SpongeBob. There
2: you go. All right. So that's where we're going, ladies and gentlemen. The Quiz of SpongeBob is this week's episode. The of, quiz of
3: SpongeBob. That okay. is the name of the title.
4: The
3: Quiz. Absolutely. But I'm really excited. You're really excited. So um, uh, we'll be all. Uh, let's get. This thing started, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, we have our beautiful, talented, uh young little Zoe Diana Dolinsky. She will be on a show with us today. We're gonna have a little uh, uh Spitfire thing right here. We're gonna ask a couple questions. Vinny, hopefully you got some for us. Um, uh, Zoe, welcome to the bootcast. How can we help you today?
4: Um, I'm actually gonna be telling you guys some questions.
3: Oh, wait, wait, we're we, we, we doing a trivia now? We should wait. We, we yeah, want we're the, we, wait. we want we want the people to get to know you first. Who <laughs> absolutely, you are, yeah. We gotta like what you are. So I'm not um,
4: telling the number. I'm not telling our house number no well, no,
3: no, no, no 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 no. let me start let me start off by saying like okay well zoe how old are you i am nine you are nine fantastic nine years old and uh how long have you been how long have you been a podcaster
2: um i have no clue has have been a podcaster officially for two minutes and 27
3: seconds fantastic <laughs> welcome to the game girl hopefully we get advertisers for people who sell toys because that's what we're looking for we're going for that money honey tell me a little bit about yourself um what grade are you in i'm in third you are in third grade and um so what are your favorite Things to do at school.
4: My favorite things is to do uh, math, math, and lunch.
3: And lunch. Which one first, lunch or, or math? Which one's better first? Lunch. <laughs>
4: lunch. Thank God. Okay, cool, cool. Zachary. Hey
3: Vinny, um, what was your favorite subject in school?
2: Um, for me, it was honestly history. I was I was a big I was big into history. You know, U.S. history, world history. history.
3: Were, were you big into lunch too? Uh, well, yes, obviously. Well, uh, for me, it was gym and lunch. I'm not sure what it was. Why
4: did
3: you? I like gym. Oh, well, well it makes sense too. Yeah. Yeah. So you're a history buff then?
2: Yes, I. Well, yes, I was. I was very much. I I enjoyed learning about. US history and everything else plus the history teachers I had were really cool so that's kind of what I helped like make history fun it's
4: like um it's like when the adding, adding subtractioning is my favorite because you can um, make different numbers. You can have an A plus or have a good grade on their thing okay. too. That's mostly that. So, yeah. I mean,
3: I'm I I'm not going to lie to you. When I grew up, I hated math. Me too. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm, a, I'm an adult. I still hate math, but I used to hate it back then too, even more. I
4: love math, so I don't know how that's possible. I mean,
3: you're not what? even my daughter anymore. I don't know. <laughs>
4: <laughs> yeah. But, but... I might go to Vinnie's house in and... Oh, yeah. you
3: go to Vinny's house? You guys are to go live with Vinny now? Oh, that's how it goes. Wow. Hey, well, this... well, we're about
2: to have an extra room available soon. So, uh, Zoe, if you want it, you I go. mean. I mean, I'm not sure if you can chip in on the rent yet. I don't want to take your lunch money, but I'm sure we will work I something out. I have lunch money
4: because I um, eat from home. Oh, oh really? throw
3: your own lunch. We pack it all as well. Okay, cool. That's oh, we cool. We pack it all the time, man. That's awesome. But, um, so let's see. Uh, what, so what are your hobbies, Zoe? What do you like to do in your free time? Watch
4: my tablet mostly. Watch your tablet? <laughs> what, do you, what, do you, what
3: do you watch on your tablet? I watch CWC or... Who, who, what's the CWC? What is that? That
4: is um, a channel
3: that's... Wild Clay. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, so you watch Chowal Clay. Yeah. So. Well, like they did like spy ninja stuff, whatever. Okay, I get I get that. And uh, so what TV shows or movies do you like?
4: I like Spongebob. I like Mystery Science Theater.
3: Oh, my God. That, that brings a tear to my eye. The best show in the world, Mystery Science Theater. She loves it, too.
4: That's in Heaven. The best movie is in Heaven. Which one? Mystery Science Theater. Oh, okay.
3: And then, uh, let's see. Who's your favorite musical artist? Alan Yankovic. Did you say Weird Al Yankovic? Oh, my wow. God.
2: That is the coolest thing I have ever heard a nine-year-old say. I Okay. That is- okay. What kind of song? Okay, I have to ask. What kind of songs by Weird Al do you like?
4: This Party
2: in the CIA. Party in the CIA, yes. I love that one.
3: What was the other one? The aluminum foil one. Um,
4: aluminum foil because it has aliens abduction too.
3: Yeah. <laughs> aliens weakness. I'll just pack it up with aluminum foil.
4: Foil.
3: <laughs> Eat it when you're ready. <laughs> Are you familiar with Amish Paradise? I think she's seen it, but I, she I hope, she never listened to the Coolio version. So. Well, I I would hope not. She's nine. Uh. No, but like, but the thing is, like, she's seen a lot of them. Like, she goes on her tablet. She subscribed to Weird Al, so she's just like from time to time, like. It's like girls just wanna have brunch. Don't want no breakfast or dinner no, or lunch. lunch. Oh girls, they wanna have lunch. brunch. It's is it lunch? Yes, it is lunch. Oh, it's lunch. Okay. So I'm wrong. There's oh my ones. god! <laughs>
4: that, that the one that you're thinking is brunch, and mine is
2: lunch. Okay. Elvis just got corrected okay. on Weird Al Yankovic it's from a girl who wasn't even alive during his prime of his career. That I need that on record, ladies and gentlemen.
3: Uh, it is. It is pretty good. Uh, you know, Vinny, <laughs> he sang Weird Al Yankovic. When we went to karaoke. Uh, he did that song. Um, it, um. The song continues. It, no. Yeah, am I this young Anakin mm-hmm. guy, maybe Vader. Vader some... later but Please just a, a small. Right. yeah he, he does he...
4: Home,
2: kisses,
3: like, uh, so. wow Do kiss his any... mommy
2: goodbye saying soon she i'm gonna be, be gonna be a
4: jedi see
3: i, I taught her well yeah
2: <laughs> yeah dude i'm impressed like i was
4: in tear to his eye.
2: that is great that is amazing that i love that and like, with Whoa. a tear in my eye <laughs>
3: And now uh, she is uh, an expert, resident expert on uh, WandaVision and everything Scarlet Witch Marvel series. Yep, she's. Wanda's
4: uh, so cool. She's the best Avengers in the world.
3: Yeah, she is. Okay.
2: Uh, what What is it about WandaVision that you enjoy so much?
4: Everything. Well,
2: everything. I mean, break it down. Everything. Could
4: yeah, be everything could can be. Everything. Wanda. Okay, Wanda
3: so- is. So, so let's, let's let's break it down this way. Imagine Vinny's never seen it, because you know what? Vinny's never seen it. How would you sell Vinny on watching the in show? I'm going
4: to house and doing stuff to him. You're going
3: you're gonna, to you're gonna beat him up? <laughs>
4: yeah. Well, I'll tell you what,
3: though. Sell Vinny, because Vinny's never seen it. Tell the people in the audience. No, it's fine. It still picks it up. Right. It's, tell the people in the audience how what show what, what's it about, and is why is it worth their time watching it?
4: Well, WandaVision is like an old back in the day. Like, mm. I like back in the day, too. It goes back in the day TV shows. So and it represents other movies, sorry.
3: <laughs> so, so you're saying that every episode or two, whatever, it's like a different generation, like yeah, from the 50s from like to 60s, 70s, 80s. 80s, and like... 90s, 2000s. Like to, 1980s or okay.
4: something.
3: Okay, yeah. Or like... So there's a story about these two guys. You have Scarlet Witch, and you got Vision. And, and then, then
4: the kids, Timmy and Bolt.
3: Yeah, so they got you. So like they pretty much go through like every... Like the first episode is like back in the 50s. And then like it seems like every episode they go through a different time. I think it's one or two episodes they go like through 50s, 60s, 70s. 80s, 90s, and 2000s. So they do like a different genre, a different thing. It's pretty cool. Um, but she's like a resident expert. She knows about the chaos magic and.
4: She's a powerful. What's it called? And. Extra powerful.
3: Oh, Omega level.
4: Yeah, Mega level. She's That's a Mega cool. level, yeah. She's a god too. She's uh, everything. <laughs>
3: yeah. But um, yeah, she's she's totally into it. So you, you better catch her well, up on his One Vision because she will quiz you.
2: Oh yeah. yeah. Well, I do find I it interesting it. because I'm I'm looking at a little bit of it right now, and apparently there's nine episodes currently. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to
4: tell you um a lot about it, but I don't think you've seen it yet, so I don't want to spoil. it. I, I would not
2: say anything. But can I actually saw
4: it. something behind the scenes.
2: Really? Okay. With Agatha. Uh, okay I, I appreciate that just, just, zoe just so you know for future reference um spoilers don't bother me i i can if if i if, if it sounds good i'm gonna watch it anyway so i'm either gonna watch yeah, something or i'm it, not so spoilers aren't gonna hurt me now i can't speak for the listeners so if you want to give spoilers we'll give a disclaimer and you can give them i'm just saying you're not affecting me either i'm either gonna watch it or i won't spoilers no, ain't gonna, gonna dictate that for me
4: that's it's fine but if you need any help getting kind up of, well you know? i think
3: i think what she's saying is that if you have any questions watching the show yeah i like to what is what
4: happens in each
2: episode or yeah I, i'll definitely do that I, and i like what I like here is the fact that I can tell that it's going through decades because I'm looking at each title of the episode i'm not reading the synopsis even though it's there I'm trying not to read those but it says like like the number one episode is like filmed before a live studio audience like there you go don't touch that dial like that's the 60s uh 70s now in color because that's like when color tv came out or we interrupt this program yeah, very- yeah
4: like uh, um, like, mostly Wanda Vision in this, in of the three episodes, there's like, uh, there's all like gray, black, and white, but in like the fourth episode, that's when the color starts happening. Okay. It's like good really no color or <laughs> color. Wait,
2: I wait, so it's, it's actually filmed the whole thing in black and white beforehand? Like, yeah, the whole, yeah. Like,
4: and then there's wow. real back in the day laughter, like, ha ha, ha Oh, the canned
2: laughter, yeah. yeah. Yes. oh oh, i love that so they're really they really put you deep into that decade which i think is brilliant right there mostly
4: all the episodes have the laughter thing but when it gets really serious like you know what i mean yeah um it doesn't laughter anymore
3: absolutely and am lo- like
4: the eighth or ninth episode they don't have laughter or okay. when they find out that it is oh well,
3: yeah we can't say that yeah no, i we can't say anything because well, i mean poor Vinny and his and his followers will so they would be like oh too soon we don't know we haven't watched it i'm like Buy apple tv then i know i i I, I oh i do there's still
2: people that are getting mad at me like i had a conversation with a supernatural fan and i brought out something from like the like two seasons ago and they started screaming at me because they hadn't seen it yet. and i'm like the whole series is over how how have you not caught up who's not watching this I've, on a regular I basis see, I see
4: you because you haven't seen one of it oh yeah. I haven't. Like you have you
3: he's betting you for not watching it no yeah
4: it's been out for like years
3: what are you talking about the coin of this
2: episode nine came out in march so i'm only off by two months
3: well to us it feels like a million years okay because
2: i'm saying well because it says here although there is one question that i have about this um i'm noticing the title of the last episode or season of episode nine is the series finale does that mean there's no season two that's it just nine episodes Yep. Okay. All right. I, then this is something. Okay. Then I can put this on the radar. Okay. So all right. So I might give this a shot. You know, just, Zoe, you've sold me. I'm gonna
3: give this a shot. I don't know
2: when I'm gonna be able to watch it, but I promise you, I will.
3: Well, while you're at it, though, I want you to watch the whole Avengers movies from uh, Iron Man yeah. down to Endgame. because oh,
4: um, it'll all make sense. It'll all connect together. Okay. Because I had to watch all those movies, and it all added up. It all made sense. Yeah.
3: yeah at first, I was like, "We're gonna watch every movie." She's like, "What?" I'm like, "We're gonna watch every movie." So when I bened- and, then,
4: and then we when we watch the Endgame dad was crying because it was so good.
3: Okay. Well, there's a part where I cried, okay? Yeah, It
4: when it
3: said Avengers Assemble. Yes, I cried. Okay.
4: It's uh, really good.
2: Okay, now, so, now, Zoe, when your dad sat you down and had you watch every movie, did you actually enjoy it, or did you feel like you were being tortured? Um, I enjoyed it. You actually enjoyed <laughs> it. Okay, so it wasn't this... So you weren't sitting there like, Dad, I don't want to watch another one. Like, you actually enjoyed it. Yeah,
3: I did. Okay, it, just want to
2: make sure, because. Uh, unfortunately, we don't have video, so I can't ask you to blink. So I I guys got to straight up ask you. <laughs> it's like, it's no, like, I mean,
3: like the cool thing is we went through a whole series and before one of it just started again, uh, usually we have movie nights Friday night. And I'm like, hey, what movie you want to watch? And she's like, I want to watch Endgame again. I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> That's the most beautiful thing I've seen in my life. <laughs> so we watched Endgame again, and then okay. Captain America said, "Avengers Assemble," and I cried again. And I'm like, oh, "Wait, so beautiful." Did Vinny see it? No, he didn't, but he doesn't know what happened, you know. I I,
2: I know what happened because I've I've talked with people and everything else, so I'm familiar. I just haven't watched the videos okay. because outside of Deadpool and the Tobey Maguire version of Spider Man, I haven't really followed a lot of the Marvel films. It just it's not that I necessarily that I hate it. It just wasn't in the cards. Just just for me to watch it just wasn't on my list but so many people including your dad have been on my case about not watching it that it's become like a point where now it's like on principle i don't want to see it because they're just between him and zach I'm in Marvel hell while they're heck. Sorry, while they're trying to pressure me to watch this.
3: You know, I'm a DC person, but I do like the Marvel movies. Right? I'm
4: an Avengers person, and Avengers is better than DC.
3: Oh, wow! wow. So Ladies and gentlemen, yeah.
2: <laughs> a blunt statement from Zoe: it, Avengers is better than DC. It's oh man! It's true, though. It's
4: true.
2: Oh, I'm just. I'm yeah. not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying yeah. you just broke the
3: internet.
4: Yeah. It's no, it's Wander- a true fact. No wonder where they got. You know, Aven- DC is better than. Anything. No wonder where they got. Um, Rick Ralph breaks the internet. What? No wonder where they got. Rick Ralph breaks the internet.
3: <laughs> okay. You know what though? I, you know what? I don't know. This is this is getting kind of crazy out of hand. It's a house divided between DC and Marvel. <laughs>
4: yeah, it's
3: a war. You're saying like it's the Avengers Civil War? dun
4: But I think we should do the
3: Spongebob. Oh my god, yeah, it's time for Do You Know Your Spongebob? Of course, we got our host, Zoe Diana Dolinsky, gonna ask the tough questions about Spongebob. Does Vinny have all the the answers to the questions we're gonna throw out? We might throw some softballs, but we'll find out. On this week's Zoe's Quiz...
4: Actually, Dad's gonna do it too. I want to play too. Yeah, but I know you might get them all, so I don't
3: know. <laughs> okay, we'll figure it out.
4: Okay, Vinny. Okay. Who is SpongeBob's pet name?
3: Uh, this
2: is the snail, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I-, I know this one. <coughs> it's on the tip of my tongue. Uh He meows like a cat. Uh, Gary. <coughs>
3: Cur- ding 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 ding! Bam. All right, you get the first one correct. You get a one imaginary point into the bank.
4: You get a free dollar from the bank. <laughs>
3: All right, question number two.
4: Who is SpongeBob's neighbor?
2: Ah, crap. Um, <laughs> wait. <laughs> wait. Wait, 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 wait. Hold on, hold on. This is a trick question. This is a trick wait, question. Wait, wait, um, are we talking directly next door to him, or yeah? So it's just it's yeah. one answer because I think there's two. So it's, so it's the next door neighbor, yeah. the one that was well, right you, next you, door.
3: You could give both answers. You could give both get, answers if you want. Okay. Um. That's
2: true, Okay, because I know one is Patrick. He lives two houses down. No, we're not. We're not.
3: We're not talking about Patrick. No. Okay, so
2: it's not him. Okay, because technically he does live close. Okay, so I want to make sure. Um, this close, but nothing. Not the story. guy. The yeah. guy. Okay. the Stupid. Okay, it's the, the the dude with the tentacles. I heard that, you
3: know. What? What I say? What I say? What? You said stupid.
2: What? That's a. It's kind of a mean word. Okay. Okay. I didn't. Nazi
3: woods, Vinny. Nazi woods.
2: What? I didn't cuss. That's not a bad. Oh, God. I can't say that either. Oh
3: God. Okay. Stop buying time.
2: Okay. Uh. the It's the squid. Squid. Squidward. That's right. It's Squidward. Now I
3: remember. Ding 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 ding, ding ding. You got yes. the answer correct. You got is two for two. He gets a thousand dollars into his imaginary bank account. Okay.
4: But if you get the answer wrong, then you lose Name all. lose a
3: million. Of it. Okay, question number three. Okay.
4: Who does Spongebob work for?
3: Oh, okay, okay, okay. The person, not the name of the restaurant. Okay,
2: not the name of the restaurant?
3: Damn it. Um, uh. Language. What? I said dang.
2: You
4: can't say anything.
3: Okay. You know, I'm going to put a dog collar on you. I'm going to shock you every time you say something.
4: (laughs) Yeah, let's take away (laughs) Brody's.
3: Oh, God. Okay. All right. All right.
4: Get a right. bar of no.
2: soap. Okay. Who is this guy? Uh, wait. Don't uh, look it up. I'm not looking it up. I'm not looking it up. Away. I'm not looking it up. I'm not looking it up. If you do,
4: you're putting soap in your mouth. <laughs> five uh,
2: seconds. Plankton. Bye.
4: Incorrect. Oh, wrong. Man. It is Mr.
3: Krabs.
4: You got zero now. You, we took away all Actually, your money. Actually, you
3: know what, though? Let me do the next one. Since he lost Mr. Krabs, I'm going to do something right up. He just said an answer. He said Plankton, right? Yeah. Vinny Bucciarelli. What is Plankton's computer wife's name? <laughs> <laughs> Okay. It's a common name nowadays.
2: Right. Oh, I know this one. I know this one because on the sketch show, this was my starring role. I played this character. It's Karen. Seriously? Ding
3: ding ding ding. Jeez Karen. Congratulations. He did. It, he, did. Yeah, he did. Yeah, his all computer right, wife right, is Karen.
2: I, I could never forget that.
4: Don't type away, okay? If you take too um, long then that counts as typing away. <laughs> anyway, who is SpongeBob and Patrick's
1: friend?
4: Wait, what? That wait, what sea creature that lives underwater would not live, but that can't breathe underwater.
2: Oh right, 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 right. Um I Okay. Uh hold on. I know her name. Let's see, is it uh, uh okay, it's a squirrel. Um was Brandy Mandy rhymes with one of those. Let's see, there's a print there's ocean, seconds. there's water, there's five, sand. Brandt, Sandy! Four, Sandy!
3: Two, Sandy! Correct. Fantastic. It's four for five. We got one more? We got time for one more? One there. more question? We have two more. We have two more? Yeah. Um, go ahead.
4: What is the color of
3: SpongeBob's eyes? Oh cr- Oh crud.
4: You can say it's fine.
2: Oh, okay. Ah, oh, crap. Okay, so... Z- where is... <laughs> where is it? Okay, where is Yeah,
4: that dog color, z- Or cat color.
1: Ah.
2: Okay, just got shot. Okay, seconds. Okay, what, uh, brown.
4: Incorrect.
2: Ah. It's blue. Blue. Oh God, that was, I... Okay. I, you think Next I would know? That? Four
3: for six. Last question. This is for all the marbles. And literally, you're just getting a big bucket of marbles if you get it.
1: <laughs>
2: okay. Oh my God, all my dreams are coming true.
3: In a SpongeBob movie, who played the pirate? Oh. Oh. The actor's name. The actor's name.
2: Uh the 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 Oh I know this guy he, I've seen him do stand up. He does multiple voices. He was in I think he was Heifer in Rocco's Modern Life. Tom Kenny.
3: Nope. That's the guy who he voices SpongeBob. I'm saying who but, was the pirate? But he was Patchy the Pirate in the movie. Wait,
2: there was a pirate in, in the movie. In the movie,
3: it was played by none other than Antonio Banderas. Oh my god. Good. Sorry, sir, you lost your marbles. Bump bum bum. As the thank you so ca- much for playing the quiz. Of Zoe! Actually, you know what though? What's the name of the show? The quiz, because I think you're gonna be on multiple times. and we'll just do a quiz. <gasps>
2: yeah. It'll I, oh, we called I, the quiz. Oh, totally, Zoe. Anytime you want to come back, you are welcome. Just so you know
3: that. This is a this is a segment called the quiz. I love it. Okay. All right, Zoe. Do you, you have anything else to tell us?
4: Um, I would say watch Wandavision, and that's it. <laughs> I'll tell
3: you what though. Vinny, you got to watch it now so that way she could quiz you once she's back on there to see what you learned from it. Okay.
4: Because if you don't watch that again, and you would be...
3: Yep.
2: Oh, okay. I don't, well, I don't want to be... So I'll, I'll be sure to watch
3: that. That means... Exploding. Yes. I, I. Well, Zoe, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast. That was super fun. Yes.
4: This um, is my first time. It's your
3: first time. Well, you know, we'll bring you down again and get this taken care of. So thank you so much for having us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for visiting. Yes. Um We'll do the quiz next time. We'll bring us some other topics. So we'll uh, get it all taken care of. Okay. okay. Say goodbye Bye. to all your friends out there. Bye people. Don't, don't you want to say, don't forget to like and subscribe. And nope. Nope. She's just like me. You see that? Nope.
2: Yeah. You me. are definitely sorry, Elvis's me. daughter. You
4: know, that what? doesn't
3: even count either. Dad, zap him again. <laughs> okay. Well. All right, folks. That was that was uh that was Zoe Dolinsky. Her first podcast ever. She joined us, and then she'll be out here in the next couple of weeks. I think. You know, we'll get back to this.
2: Yeah. Absolutely. We're gonna we're gonna take a short break here, and when we come back, we'll have more of the Boochcast. When we return, right after this. <clears throat>
1: I have a ball. So go ahead and answer. Like John Wayne, sir. Things to change, baby. I can keep your rest. The bold town will be glad if
2: I catch your rest. Hello, and welcome back. To the Boochcast. During the break we played the song. I can kick your ass. By Desmond Dagenhart. Even though technically this was not done by Desmond. Like he's not the original songwriter. He did the cover version of this song. And the reason I'm throwing this in here. Is because I received an email. From Anchor. Informing me that this particular. Episode of the Boochcast. That we as you know is called. The Quiz of Zoe. Was on the list of uh, podcasts. That were put under some type of copyright. Apparently, the original song we had in here was Natural Born Killers" Because it was the theme song to New Jack. And we talk about New Jack's passing in this episode. In fact, we're about to get to that in just a moment. But I had to take it out because apparently there's some type of copyright and they're going to permanently take this episode down. Even though this episode has been out for at least two years... Uh Anchor decided to message me and say that if I don't take the song out, it's going to delete the whole episode. Well, I don't want to delete it because Zoe did a great job in this episode... Plus, we have a lot of ground that we cover here. So I made the adjustment. I made the change so we could uh, keep this episode up for you guys to enjoy. And that was Desmond's cover of I Can Kick Your Ass here on the Booch Cast. Now it's time to get into the fight report, but... First one is one that has hit the wrestling world severely, especially over the last couple of days this past weekend. We had the passing of legendary wrestler New Jack passed away. Uh... New Jack, whose real name was Jerome Young, passed away on this past Friday. He was 58 years old. News of his passing was made public by his wife Jennifer via PWInsider.com. He had a heart attack in North Carolina where he had lived in recent years. He came up with his ring name after being inspired by the film New Jack City. He found success after breaking into the pro wrestling business by forming the Gangsters with Mustafa Said for a run in Smoky Mountain Wrestling. He got recognition for his edgy interviews and worked with the likes of the Rock and Roll Express to The Undertaker. The tag team went to ECW in 1995, where they had the ECW tag team titles a few times. He later branched off into being a singles wrestler. He had several memorable moments, including diving off of balconies, various hardcore matches, and more. He's also been in the middle of controversy, such as the mass transit incident. Jack's life and career was covered in the second season of Dark Side of the Ring on Vice TV, and we have that episode that's actually episode 9 of us reviewing Dark Side of the Ring, so you can find that on our YouTube channel. You can check it out right there. And he he also appeared in the Beyond the Mat documentary in 1999. Uh, our thoughts are with his family as they go through this difficult time. And of course, so many people from even from AEW to Impact Wrestling, Mick Foley, Taz, uh, Kenny Majid, even the WWE put something out, which was shocking because WWE has gone out of their way never to mention New Jack, but yet sent out their condolences and even allowed Paul Heyman to do a tribute this past Friday on Talking Smack. Wow.
3: Um, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I a lot of people really like New Jack. I really wasn't crazy about him um, I like the documentary they did on him, but he was just too wild, too crazy. Um, don't like what he did to that one kid, poor kid, underage, got destroyed in a ring. Um, dude's kind of crazy. Um, I don't know. Wrestling, I mean, ECW was pretty cool for its time for what they did, but uh, I just can't say I've been a really big fan of New Jack. I never was. Um, you know, ECW was crazy and hardcore, but New Jack just took it to a whole new level and I don't know. To me, it looks kind of weird. It's just like, I never, you, never, you never want to see anybody pass away, especially wrestlers, especially at the young age of 58, you know? It just seems like, oh, he- Heroes. I mean even the ones you don't really care for all the people you grow up watching are all passing away um, It just sucks man. I mean me being you know, I'm 41 seeing people that are you know, 10 15 20 years older than I um, Passing on it's kind of crazy especially in this business too, um, but he lived a hardcore life I mean, he really did. I mean, the dude's insane. Like, he was, like, mentally insane. Um, he had a big cult-like following, which is cool. Just because I'm not a fan doesn't mean I don't think he was good. I think he was good at that shtick he was doing, but it was it was pretty darn extreme, you know? I mean, pun intended, I guess.
2: Yeah. For me, um, I'll be honest, I didn't really grow up on New Jack, so I can't say that I was a diehard fan my whole life. But when Gator and I started doing classic pay-per-view reviews and doing taking a look back at classic shows on the network, I watched... Literally- Literally every ECW pay-per-view they had. And I thought New Jack was phenomenal on them. Like, I wasn't a big ECW fan, but one of the select few things I actually enjoyed about ECW was seeing New Jack. They're playing his entrance theme. They play it throughout his match. He, the fact that he could just do all these insane stuff, but when he did it, he was careful on how he did it. His delivery was great. Like, he didn't, just, he didn't just go out there and be hardcore for the sake of being hardcore. Everything he did had a perfect purpose and the fact that he worked with guys like the Rock and Roll Express they were able to train him in the old school way and maybe not necessarily train him but like teach him mentor him because you know he was very young in the business when he worked with the Rock and Roll Express so they were teaching him how to get heat how to sell tickets how to do the right things and the fact that he got such a great education from not only them but even Jim Cornette who signed who brought them in like he got a lot of old school training in in his career so to be able to combine all that was great so i didn't become a new jack fan until like the past two or three years was when i really started realizing wow this guy's fucking amazing so i can't say i was a lifelong new jack fan but i became a fan once i learned about him
3: there you go i mean, I mean yeah i mean it sucks he's, he's gone i mean you know um for what he did He made the best of, I mean I'm mean, Like anybody else Makes the best Of a crappy situation Um you know Found wrestling Wrestling found him And he found His shtick Whatever so it's good So hey man Um I'm gonna Take it off topic Right now But it's gonna be About a wrestler But at the same time It's completely Different formats Dave Bautista Is now in a Netflix series Called Army of the Dead Have you heard about it
2: Uh I heard that he was Doing something like that I'm not exactly fami- Familiar with the Premise of the show
3: Zombie apocalypse Type thing but I remember I told you about um, Zack Snyder Again His name comes up again He did like the um, The Justice League The Snyderverse The Snyder Cut Whatever Yeah um, Well He's at it again And he made a show About the zombie apocalypse And Mr. D Batista Starring in it So good for him
2: Yeah That's awesome And you know uh, I-, I love seeing Batista's, uh, You know Acting career Really start to pick up You know It's showing that he has um He has a life after wrestling And he has Stated in interviews That he will never again re- wrestle another match but has said he would make appearances for WWE. He wouldn't mind, you know. He said he said if they asked me to come in and make like appearances, like legend appearances, he'll gladly make one. Um I guess if they want him to get in the ring and like maybe do like sometimes they have a legend come in and just like you know beat up on a heel or hit a Batista bomb or something, he might do something cool like that. But as far as him wrestling a full-blown match, he is done with that. He said his exact words were I will go broke before I wrestle another match. My wrestling is done but I will gladly come back for appearances with WWE because I love the company. And if they do decide to put him in the Hall of Fame, he will gladly accept it because he was supposed to go into the Hall of Fame in 2020. He's supposed to be part of that class. But but because he wasn't going to make the Hall of Fame and there's rumors going around that he wants to wait till fans can come back before he can, he respectfully pulled himself out of the Hall of Fame and said, I'd like to go back in at a different time. And they said, okay. So that's why Batista wasn't there, but he was supposed to go into the Hall of Fame already.
3: Oh, gotcha, okay.
2: And speaking of Batista, I have this other article here. Uh, we'll jump to this before I go to the other stuff. Uh, apparently, he has announced that he will not play Drax the Destroyer after Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Uh, Dave Bautista told IGN that he wouldn't play Drax the Destroyer after Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. On Twitter, he defended the revelation saying, I'll be 54 years old for God's sakes. Bautista appeared in four Marvel franchise movies since 2014. Um, Bautista has delighted fans with his portrayal of Drax the Destroyer since then, but the Army of the Dead actor explained he plans on stepping away from the role. In an interview with IGN's Joseph Newt, Batista opened up about the upcoming Guardians of the Galaxy movie and the future of his character. I don't know what the script of the f- of the third film is, to be honest with you. There was a script years ago that obviously is going to have to change because the whole direction of the Marvel Universe has changed. Uh, Batista said director James Gunn had previously pitched a spin-off movie between Drax and Palm Clementis' Mantis. Uh, there were talks for a while about a Drax and a Mantis film. It was really because it was James Gunn's idea. He really wanted to do a Drax and Mantis film. He he laid it out to me. I thought it was such a brilliant idea, but I haven't heard any follow-up from the studio. I don't think they're very interested or it doesn't fit into the way they have things mapped out. He's told the outlet that Volume 3 is probably going to be the end of Drax. The actor on Friday doubled down his comments on Twitter, saying Drax isn't going anywhere. He just won't be played by this dude. By the time G3 comes out, I'll be 54 years old. For God's sake, I'm expecting everything to start sagging any second now. I'm to the tweet by saying Batista could never be replaced. There's no Drax without, for me without you, buddy. You are the MCU's Drax Destroyer and as far as I'm concerned, could never be replaced and you have the right to do whatever you want with your acting choices. He replied, and there's no Drax for me without you, brother. Hashtag end of a journey. I love you, dude. Tisa has recently revealed that he turned down a role in the upcoming Suicide Squad film to work on Army of the Dead, which would have been cool because Cena's also in that one. Digital told Digital Spy that Gunn wrote a role just for him in Suicide Squad, but he was later offered the leading role in Army of the Dead. I had the Suicide Squad where I got to work with my boy again, even though it's a smaller role, and then I had Army of the Dad, on which i get to work with zach i get to build a relationship with netflix i get a lead role in a great film and i get paid a lot more money
3: there you go That's all you need to know exactly it's uh, all you need to know uh, um yeah
2: so um how do you so since uh you know elvis you're uh, as we mentioned in the last segment and as many times before you're very big on the marvel move on the marvel universe uh how do you feel about batista stepping away from drax the destroyer and are they right is there anyone that could take that role if they were going to give it to someone else
3: I mean, like, it's a mantle, is what it is. I mean, anybody can pick it up at any point. Um, Drax, I think by the time, I mean, everybody did expect Drax and Mantis to do a side project. I mean, that'd been pretty cool because their chemistry on there is pretty good. It starts off, like, weird, but eventually it grows into, like, this amazing little friendship type thing between the two. Um, uh, yeah, he is Drax. I mean, it's a little bit different on a TV screen. looks I mean, a little different on a show screen, but I think Marvel kind of figured it out and struck lightning in a bottle when it came to these characters. Um, but eventually, like, same thing with Captain America. Someone else is going to pick up that mantle. All the people you see right now, whenever they do a flush and a change of all the characters that are on there, which will take place eventually, um, when they have, like, for instance, just every, remember, Hugh Jackman was Wolverine for what seems like forever, right? Yeah. So Hugh Jackman was Wolverine. So he did, like, you know, the Wolverine movie. He did, like, uh, um, all the X-Men movies, even the revamps. You know, Hugh Jackman was the guy for a long, 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 long time. So finally, you know, you know, they got Michael Fassbender who's playing Magneto. Um, we had uh, Professor X, being played by i just can't think of his name right now um the younger guy not patrick stewart because patrick stewart was phenomenal but the young guy i forgot his name um but nonetheless all these people that we watch all these movies with they're gonna do like a, they're gonna push the reset button uh, introduce x-men in there and same thing with captain america iron man iron man's out of the marvel universe um captain america he's out of marvel universe you have all these side characters that, that you know, they're going to get pushed out, and they're going to revamp everything. That's going to make a all-new, all-different Marvel. Um, so it's going to start with the Fantastic Four. It's going to come out with X-Men. We got a new Spider-Man. I mean, we get Spider-Man every couple years, but this one we have right now might stick around for a while, which I'm pretty sure he will. He's pretty young. Um, I, th- I think that's why they casted him, to g- do just that. Um, Drax, I mean, I wasn't really a big fan of Guardians of the Galaxy previously. Like, I can't sit there and say I knew everything about them. I've known of them, but they weren't, like, the most prolific team that I really followed, um, so I don't know, I mean, Drax is kind of got kind of a hard character to fill his shoes, but at the same time, you don't you, you don't see a solo series from Drax, you don't see a lot of series from, because you know, Guardians of the Galaxy was supposed to be something that wasn't supposed to take off, it was supposed to be like, okay, let's see what happens, let's see how people like this show, um, um, so it was one of those things like, okay, well we'll, well, we'll take a chance on some guy from Parks and Rec, we'll take Zoe Saldana, we'll take Dave Batista, and Vin Diesel and uh, Bradley Cooper, who played two people, you can't really see them, you see their characters, Characters, but you don't see their faces. Um, so it was like a great experiment that, you know, it it worked out to be a success. So, although it's sad to see Drax go or, um, you know, not be there. At the same time, it's not like something like, okay, well, that's Bob was field. Now they're gonna try some different things. Marvel's got so many different things, different projects going on. If I don't see Drax again, I'm fine with it. You know, he was great in whatever he did. Um, you know, he was in Endgame. He was in the, the two movies for the Guardians of the Galaxy. So, yeah, he's got a couple cameo appearances. If they make the last one, if this is the last hurrah, so be it. You know, that's fine.
2: All right, absolutely. and um obviously, but I am you know Army for the Army of the Dead is obviously a very good move for Batista. and like I said, it builds him a relationship with Netflix, which is definitely what you want if you want an acting career because Netflix seems to be the place to be, especially since you know not a lot of people are going to the movies anymore. but um
3: well, they're doing like the releases at the theaters and they're doing it like on HBO or on Netflix and this is, I mean, like this is cool because it's actually a, this movie is gonna be in theaters, oh, and it's gonna be streaming on Netflix. So if you want to have the ambiance of going to the movie theater, now we're in a day and age right now. I never thought I'd see this day. I remember saying when I was younger, man, I wish I, I wish I could just sit the, I sit there and watch this at home, which is cool. But I think going to the movie theaters now is more like not really a luxury, but more of an experience now and I love that like you know there's be movies you could watch at home and yeah I watched at home I don't want to go out and do stuff I want to pay for the overpriced popcorn but I think now we're in a day and age where we could like go to the movie theaters and be like an experience like not just stay home get out of the house watch something you know do the whole getting the popcorn and getting the drinks and putting your own butter in the popcorn and salting them up and you know finding the perfect seat that's you know when it comes to size good for your eyes and you know even like the acoustics of the place whatever you know I can't believe I'd say it though but I can't believe I'm going to say I miss the sticky floors at the, the, you know, at the theater, you know?
2: (laughs) Yeah, man. And uh, to me, it depends on the film
3: though, too. Like you got like, you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Like if like, for instance, like, you know, you're going to watch Endgame. I know you're going to be watching WandaVision. That's something you watch on Apple TV, whatever. But realistically, you know, let's say you're going to watch like a a new, I don't know, something you're really passionate about. Like, let's say they make a a whole new graphic dark novel of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles or Hell or uh, uh, Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, right? But like, let's say they revamp it, but it's so freaking, you know, gonna be good. You look at the actors, you look at the, the writer and you're like, oh my God, they're doing that storyline. Yeah, I'm gonna watch this in the
2: theaters. Yeah. And I know they said that but they talked about doing another Power Rangers one because the one that came out didn't really it didn't register with a lot of people. Like Desmond's trying to convince me it's great. I'm like, you're not doing that. I, I can't stand this. But um but I also like the last movie I saw in theaters was Joker and you know Quentin Tarantino oh, great, said wasn't it wasn't in yeah, theaters, right? Qu- yeah Quentin Tarantino said this and I 100 percent agree with him. He said, if you didn't watch the movie in theaters you didn't see it. Like, you might have watched it at home, but you, it, the experience in the theater is so different, especially since there are people who get triggered and walked out of the film. There are people who literally were walked out on Joker, like, walked out of the theater, because they could not, they could not believe what they were seeing, and there was, and you also, you when you see, and, I, and I'm not giving away any spoilers, because this movie's been out for a while, that scene where he's on the talk show, and he's having that converse and he's talking with yeah. Murray Franklin, and he just goes off on society, you f- Feel the tension when you're in that movie theater. You see everybody else getting more and more freaked out, paying attention, getting uncomfortable, getting uneasy, and there's a part of you that actually wants to see him shoot the guy in the head. They shot this movie so well that this is what's great about this movie is you find yourself rooting for the Joker until he crosses that line where you just can't anymore. And they take you on that journey yes, I, and you I, I, feel no, it. Let
3: me, let me let, let me let me break it down for you i was okay with him killing him i ain't gonna lie to you i was like kill him and keep going bro
2: yeah but like he he did keep going and it was like but it, t- it took you on that journey like when he's like with a society that abandons him and treats him like trash and then you see the goes. i tell you what you get you get what you fucking deserve and then bam shoots him in the head and you're just like whoa what the fuck and everybody in the theater is like whoa what the fuck and
3: he sits there, he, sits there he starts dancing on tv like nothing's going on and he, and he freaking leaves i I was like oh my god that is beautiful
2: oh man dude it was insane like i was on the edge of my seat and that's as that's i have not been to a movie theater since i saw joker and it's it but it's it's like i said i'm i'm like you gotta pick the right film at the right time to go because the theater it's, well, i'll
3: tell you what though. there's there's a there's a movie there's a movie next year you and i are gonna go watch this is like we're fast forwarding a year from now okay we're gonna watch it together we are watching the black adam
2: oh um, is that the, is on the rock yes oh we gotta see that
3: yes dude it's I... gonna be so good i mean we're gonna have like all these. so black adam's like the nemesis of shazam um and then uh i just now found out that pierce bronson is gonna play dr fate which is pretty amazing um, i would never thought about it but that's yeah dude pierce freaking brosnan is gonna play dr fate i just found out about it um there you they're have another shazam Movie, so right now, in the meantime, they're gonna sit there and reintroduce. Um, I'm not sure if you saw Shazam, I thought it was pretty good, or whatever. He's got the it's like five different kids come up as one. Um, actually, they're gonna have a Shazam after that, so no, it's gonna be Black Adam first, and then it's gonna show Shazam. But dude, if they bring everybody together, so if I'm not mistaken, they're gonna have Dr. Fate, Cyclone, Adam smash and they're gonna have Hawkman. I'm not sure how they're gonna pull off Hawkman, but I'm pretty sure it's gonna be pretty damn cool, man. Oh, yeah, and, and I think that we got Pierce Bronson, Pro- Pierce Bronson, so. Pierce Brosnan, like Doctor Fate, is kind of like um, Doctor Strange in a Marvel universe. If you guys want to get acclimated with them, he wears like a yellow helmet over his head. But just imagine Doctor Strange, but in DC. And obviously, Doctor Fate came before, you know, Doctor Strange. But whatever, um, you know, because the characters go back and forth. But um, like I said, we're gonna watch any movie. I would say two of them. Let's watch two movies. When we, like because um, it looks like all these movies are coming out next year. Um, the first one's gonna be the Batman, and um, a lot of people are talking trash about this. I think I'm gonna give the guy a shot though. Um, <laughs> Robert Patterson. the guy who's known for his Twilight movies. Yeah. Um. He's going to play the Batman next year. Now, listen, I know a lot of people got really bad when Ben Affleck came over and he was Batman. I'm not going to lie to you. I like Affleck as Batman. I'm not sure why everybody gives him so much hate. I've never been a true Ben Affleck um, fan. I never really cared for the guy. Well, I think he did so good with Batman.
2: Well, here's the thing. I think that the reason he got so much hate, and I, and I gave him hate in the beginning too, I'll admit that, I did, was because A, a lot of people think he's not a great actor, and B, because he was Daredevil, and that movie bombed so it's like the the dude fucked up Daredevil why would we think he'd be good at Batman and I I remember on the regular guys I was in a debate with Bobcat Goldthwait over this shit like because I thought Ben Affleck was gonna suck he said he wouldn't and now I wish this I wish this had made it on the air but it didn't it was during a commercial break we literally got into a debate over this me and Bobcat and I'm not ashamed to say Bobcat was right I thought Ben Affleck did did do a good job as Batman do I think he was great no but he didn't suck. But again, like people looking at Robert Pattinson, the sparkly vampire, who, and the guy who dies in the Potter films, like
3: yeah. But like you know, given given that though, like so. But at the same time, it could be same thing we said about we're wrestling fans. You get a you get a gimmick that doesn't work or go over. But the thing is, if you're is, imagine you Vinny Bucci, um, you know you get your so they give you a, a casting role and say hey, we're gonna give you a starring role in some kind of movie. Are you really gonna shy away from it? Oh, or I are know. You gonna take it because because the thing is, you know that movie made it doesn't matter. What happens? That movie, Twilight. It's not you know. Twilight was a, was a, a thing. Was was a face for people. Um Given what he was given and the, the things he can do in a vampire movie, how much acting can you really do? Does anybody really know how to sit there and say how do you really get the narrative down for a vampire? You know, I mean, I get it. It wasn't like the best, but at the same time, you made him tons of movie, uh, tons of money. Um, it's the same thing can be said about Heath Ledger. Remember when they said Heath Ledger was going to be the Joker? Remember how much criticism he got before that movie came out? Oh,
2: I gave like, him, a, I, I gave was- him a fuck ton, and I and I was wrong then. I was wrong. Yeah. yeah. I'm just saying that, you know, and here's the thing. Um, I don't blame Robert Pattinson for taking the role. Hell, someone could offer me Batman right now and I'd take it in a heartbeat. I know I look, I am in no shape whatsoever to play Batman at all. I, my physical appearance does not scream Dark Knight, Cave Crusader, but they came to me and said, you want to play Batman and you pay me enough money? I'll fucking put the suit on, but so I'm not.
3: do Do you know who the bad guys are in the movie, by the way? No. But I, I'm scared to know. Okay, Paul Dano, the guy who played um, Brian Wilson from the from the Beach Boys movie, he's gonna play the Riddler. Zoe Kravitz is signing on his Catwoman. Colin Farrell is gonna play the Penguin.
2: Colin Farrell.
3: Colin Farrell. What? You know who Colin Farrell is, right?
2: I know who he is. I, I got I gotta get a look at that. Him? Wait, 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 wait. I'm sorry. No homo. He is way too good looking to play the Penguin. What the hell?
3: Oh, they're gonna they're gonna do some. They're they're gonna do some, you know, reconstruction, fat suits probably. They got else, to. But not I good. mean,
2: like, although I'm going to say as a pe- with the Penguin, Danny DeVito is hard to top. I mean, Robin Lord Taylor and Gotham was phenomenal as Oswald Cobblepot. Uh, yeah. I don't know, but Colin Farrell really? You're wasting Colin Farrell on that? And who did you say was going to be Catwoman? Uh, Zoe Kravitz. Zoe Kravitz.
3: I think it's, uh, Lenny Kravitz's daughter I think.
2: Oh yeah, it's definitely Lenny Kravitz's daughter. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. All right. Meow. Meow. Okay, she's, she's cool. All right. Not, not not a bad choice. Not a bad choice. And who and who'd you say was playing the
3: Riddler? Uh, It looks like a person named Paul Dano. I think he was in that Brian Wilson movie. Um, Paul Dano. Make oh. Paul Dano. Yep, that's
2: it. Okay, okay. Um, this guy should be playing Penguin. <laughs> this I'm looking <laughs> at a picture worried. of him right now. This is the motherfucker that needs to be playing Penguin. He's got more of a Penguin, Oswald, Cobblepot look to him. Colin needs to be playing the damn Riddler. You don't... You can't know, cast man. a good-looking guy to play the penguin. That That's not what that character is. The whole purpose of the character is it's supposed to look ugly, supposed to look like a freak, supposed to look like whatever. So you got to find somebody that can play that role. Colin Farrell is not believable as an ugly freak unless they unless they go balls out with the makeup and the costume. Like, you're going to have to well, really ball out do, to make that guy like, ugly.
3: Well, the, what the thing is, like, Paul Dano, you know, with his looks, whatever, I'm pretty sure they could, like, slick him back. Give him a proper print and haircut. Put him in a suit. That's all you need. Same thing with uh, Colin Farrell. They're gonna sit there and do some makeup and you know yeah. wardrobe and everything else. So that's that's what they're looking at. So. Well, yeah, but you gotta uh, but you gotta
2: heavily heavily do that because the penguin's supposed to the penguin is supposed to be an ugo. Colin Farrell is not an uggo. I it,
3: it understand, but the thing is, it just shows how good he is his craft. So I mean, the thing is, like, no matter who you cast for the Penguin, they're all going to have to go through the same comp, conf- um, the same kind of transformation. So if you have a, a talented actor like Paul, uh, um, I'm sorry, like Colin Farrow, play the Penguin, because like, th- here's the thing. So they're revamping Batman again, right? So they got obviously Robert Patterson playing Batman. So Paul Dano, Zoe Kravitz, you have Colin Farrow, Um, uh, of course we're going to have a different Alfred. Um, so you're going to have like a different um, Commissioner Gordon. So they're starting off like all these people who are pretty young. I think what's going to happen is, what they're doing is, they're going to have all these, like, uh the rogues gallery. You're going to have Ra's al Ghul. You're going to have the Scarecrow. um, You're going to have Joe Chill, the one who kills, like, Batman's parents. So, all these people are starting a whole new revamp to give you a couple movies in a row, because, well, you haven't had one of these, because the only thing we had was, like, Batman, but, like, he was trying to get the Justice League started. Didn't really take off too well, right? Because uh, they took away Zack Snyder. and then keeps popping up when it comes to DC. Sorry. Wait. Um, but, but was, I'm sorry?
2: I'm looking, I just pulled up, I just I I just googled Colin Farrell penguin. I'm looking at pictures and I retract my statement. Thank you. I stand corrected Holy shit They, but
3: like I said,
2: they had to go balls out with the makeup and they had to go, they went balls out, but they pulled it off. But they, like, I, I, but I'm telling you right now, this took a lot of fucking work. That was makeup people better been paid top dollar because they went into overtime to make this fucking guy look like this. Holy shit.
3: Right? I mean, I'm not sure what photo you're looking at. Let me let me get one. It's it got the one with the monocle. Is that the one you're looking at?
2: No, I'm looking at a picture of him uh, in a suit with hair with like that's clearly combed over. Clearly put this guy in a what fat suit. Here you go.
3: I'm going to send it to you right now there oh, you okay. that's just one of them I mean this is all like hypotheticals right so uh, but nonetheless I think this movie's gonna blow a lot of expectations I think the person we have to do in the movie is gonna be really good too and it's gonna be on HBO Max so yeah man we got we got some stuff happening man
2: and I'll just say this if, if, I, if it turns out Robert Pattinson can pull off Batman never mind Bruce Wayne because Bruce Wayne's not that hard to play I'm talking Batman if Bruce if Robert Pattinson can pull it off as Batman once again I'll be happy to say I was wrong but I'm just saying this this, this is a hard one to gauge this is a hard one to gauge but like you I'm willing to give it a shot and I never said I wouldn't
3: I'm going Uh, to I'd be happy with it because the thing is like I want DC to do well because so you know how in wrestling you want wrestling to be good I want AEW to be good I want TNA to be good I want all these different federations to be good when it comes to comic books I want DC to be good I want Marvel to be good so whenever because the thing is we could could flip flop back and forth an Iron Man movie's coming out cool I'm going to watch that hey we have a Catwoman coming out okay cool let's do that Dr. Fate cyclone um you know uh Cositine, you know if we can sit there and every every couple months just have a different superhero movie come out that's good dude that's awesome yeah you know what I'm saying that's what we need that's what we need so that's why for me as a fandom it's pretty cool that's what that's what yeah. I'm looking for so yeah. but, but
2: at the same time if it sucks you got to be willing you got to be willing to admit that it sucked that's the key thing
3: oh absolutely yeah absolutely and the thing is like we you know without without Zach Snyder that Justice League wasn't good when they, when they made the, the the Snyder cuts I was like okay it was good for me it was worth I know a lot of people didn't like the uh, the Snyder Cutter. They thought it was better. But at the same time, like, you know, I'm excited about it, man. You know, you, you got to. you got to be happy with
2: it. Absolutely. And, uh, but yeah, so I was. that's definitely uh, an impressive look. And um, so, real quick, we're going to jump over here because we were talking before about how we feel about wrestling and companies and stuff like that. This is something interesting, Elvis, I think you might want to talk about here, is that MJF is in the news and he says he jumped to... It says MJF says he jumped to WWE for the right price. I'm a business... Businessman. AEW star and leader of the pinnacle, MJF, recently spoke to Steel Chair magazine. One of the questions posed to the outspoken and controversial character involved WWE and his Four Horsemen-esque group potentially being lured over to the company. He said, me and my boys, we're willing to go wherever the money's at. It's that simple, MJF began speaking to Steel Chair. Don't get me wrong, AEW runs deep in me. I don't want to leave, but I am a businessman at the end of the day. I can't help myself if someone's got an offer for me. I'm going to listen to it. I'm a prodigy, MJF claimed, but... but... But people have been saying that about me since birth, and the reason why it doesn't shock me but it shocks everybody else is because, let's face it, there's ageism in this world. When people hear the number 25, they think, oh, that person probably doesn't have their ducks in a row. He's probably immature. He's probably not ready for a big opportunity." The Pinnacle leader concluded, It's highly unlikely that Maxwell Jacob Friedman or the Pinnacle would be heading to the WWE anytime soon. FTR themselves left the company to join AEW, citing a want to have more creative freedom and to be in an environment where they felt tag team wrestling was more respected
3: i think it's a smart business move i mean he just put he just it's part of his gimmick you know but at the same time there's a hint of truth in it too um but there's couple things that are correct about it and couple things that are incorrect um from that standpoint one he joined AEW because he wanted creative freedom 25 years old does he have his stuff together heck yeah he does the guy's on top of the world when it comes to promos when it comes to wrestling when it comes to emotions when it comes to facials all those things that incorporate what makes him being him he's got it so at a young age i mean Randy orton had a long time ago, and then like he kind of flattered and forgot. And if you're watching Broken Skull Sessions recently with Randy Orton, he says he just now figured out how to how to cut a promo. How old is Randy? He's been in the business for a long time, he just shows that for a long time. He had a potential a long time ago to make this happen, but he he just kind of sat there and just kind of coasted. MGF is the best package we have when it comes to wrestling, and I for one am happy to have him there. If he goes to WWE, which I hope someday he does, I wish he would be alive for AEW, but I just want him to be happy wherever he's at. So with that said, um, if he's happy being in AEW, keep him there. But when it comes to the creative, he's not going to have the creative when he gets to WWE. We all know that. Um, as good as you are, you're only as good as your writers are. Also, unless they make you the top marquee person, I think he's trying to build it up for himself. But if he goes to the World of Giants, or if, let's say hypothetically uh, Vince McMahon was to pass away, and then they give the the wrestlers more creative freedom to do stuff, then if that happens to be the case, it might be the best fit because he's what Miz was supposed to, or what the Miz was supposed to be, but he's done it way better at an earlier age. Way better. And
2: my my thing is with MJF, he he very. Very seldom cusses in his promos. Like he only does it when he's like ultra mega hyper passionate. But he could do it, but he could make it without cussing. So yeah. I think that's an advantage to him promo-wise. And also, he doesn't really have to change I mean, the worst case scenario, he changes his name. But I don't think he would have to really change anything else.
3: And No, he doesn't. I know he doesn't because like it's like, you know, he, you know, there's there's points where like, you know, with AEW, they can sit there and get away with like flicking people off or doing stuff, whatever. But the thing is like he doesn't do it all the time. He just does it like, you know, even here and there just to play the role and then you know it doesn't really matter when it comes so I think he's got everything he needs so if he was to make the jump I would think it would be a hard transition for him as opposed to other indie wrestlers
2: yeah because MJF knows yeah because he knows what he's doing he's not relying on other things and I think MJF's the type of guy where he could take whatever they give him and make it work I think MJF has the ability to go in there and be like "All right, this is the crap they want me to say let me see how I can put an MJF twist on it and that's one of the things is that as long if you you can go off script but you you have to make it work. Because if you go off script or do something that's not what they tell you to do, but it gets over, you know, you might get, you know, Vince might come up to you and go, what the fuck? But he's not going to be as, he won't be as upset if it gets over. Now, if you go off script and you bomb, you're fucked. You're royally, royally fucked. So unless you know for a fact you can hit a home run, you better say what they tell you to say. Unless you know. But I know, but knowing MJF, that you can make anything work. Especially if he's a hero so it's I, I truly believe MJF would be successful in WWE um, right now AEW is the best thing for him because he's on a roll, he's doing very well AEW is where he needs to be but like you said he's a businessman and you can't be mad at him for that because I've said this before and I will say it again any wrestler that tells you they're not about the money is one of two things they're either a liar or a mark they will go where the money is that's why I get mad at other wrestlers who are like he just does it for the money all of them do it for the money do not let them fool you. Don't don't think they don't care about the money. I promise you they do. But, uh, on that note, we well, got... Um, I
3: got something else. Oh, I, 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 I got something else for you, then. Okay, go ahead. Um, I got, I got a question. Growing up, did you ever watch a TV show called, um, He-Man?
2: Uh, I watched a little bit of it. I, I didn't religiously watch it, but I'm familiar.
3: So, I guess they're making a new He-Man that's gonna be premiering on Netflix. It's an animated series the same way. Do you know anything about He-Man at all? Like, how it came about? What happened with it? Um... I the only thing
2: I really knew about it was I watched I watched an episode of The Toys That Made Us and they talked about he-man i know a little bit of okay, it okay but...
3: so you know about that thing.
2: yeah i don't i don't remember it because it a long time ago you might have to refresh my memory but i'm familiar with he-man
3: so he-man was a concept you know um so what they did was uh they made a, they made a toy you know like this big barbarian type thing whatever and uh they made the toy first like okay well how are we gonna sit there and um we're gonna make this movie How are' we gonna make this toy whatever He's like well we can just make a cartoon about it so they decided to call some d- designers whatever do some stuff whatever and um they decided they, they got a cartoon deal like with. In seconds or like they met with a couple people like hey we're we're coming up with this new toy whatever I was a big big fan of He-Man um obviously we watch cosplay for Tila and all these people but anyways long story short you know he had the sword and like he was like a regular prince and whenever he said the magic words by the power of Grayskull and then all of a sudden boom he turns into He-Man and his cowardly little tiger became like a, a vicious brute you know for battle well anyways it's being redone it's called a Return to Castle um Castle Grayskull it's a Netflix series uh Masters of the Universe Revelation um so. So it's done by none other than executive producer Kevin Smith, yes, that Kevin Smith, from Clerks. Um, uh, part one consists of five episodes and it premieres on July 23rd on Netflix. Get this, this is the voice acting. Skeletor is going to be played by Mark Hamill, and we all know who Mark Hamill is, yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, so Lena Headley, um, I'm sorry, Lena Headey is going to play In. Um, Chris Wood is going to play Prince Adam. Sarah Michelle Gellar is going to play Tila. Wow. Uh, Liam Cunningham is going to play Man at Arms, and Stephen Root is going to play Cringer the Tiger. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Lena Headey. She looks. I think so... she's from the Game of Thrones. Oh my God, she she's was Cersei like, in play... Game of Thrones. Yeah.
2: Okay. I- I'm liking yeah, this. She's playing Evil all right evil in all right okay yeah, look, up, look,
3: look up the series i'm,
2: I'm trying to look it's, it up because i want to see uh i just want to see i want to see pictures of the okay so the actors who they got mark hamill sarah michelle geller oh yeah lena Headey, liam cunningham okay let me see chris are, wood he's, he's, he's uh
3: chris uh chris uh wood is actually he's pretty popular on a CW series called The Vampire Diaries. Okay, um, that's, that's guess, where, then that's where he, that's where where he is.
2: Yeah. That's, then that's, that's where, okay. Chris, not Chris, damn it. Okay, so. But you got
3: some good voice actors. I mean, like this is a, this is a beloved cartoon for me. it's really close to my army growing up. You know, I just sit there and be like, by the power of Grayskull. Oh crap, so get this, um, Cringer, the, the, um, the tiger who's really cowardly. Guess who's voicing that person? Who? Remember that movie, that movie called Office Space? The guy who says, like, you get my rich stapler? Oh
2: stapler? God, it was him!
3: Yes, he's playing like the the tiger thing. Oh already. yeah, yes he is.
2: Oh yes, they they.
3: they like he was in Dogs Ball. He was in um. I think he was on King of the Hill. I think he even had a spot for uh. What was it called? Um. That vampire TV show on HBO. Um. Shit, I can't think of it right now. Yeah. True Blood. True Blood. Yeah.
2: They they told me I could. They told me I could howl at the moon at, at a reasonable volume. Um. And I I looked out. I I walked through the woods and and I saw the squirrels and, and they were married. Right. <laughs>
3: No, but like yeah, I think that that's gonna be good. So I mean, if you never got into He Man before, like, that was a good time to get into it. I know they're still on like the retro toys right now, so I think it's perfectly timed uh, for oh. summertime. So I think I, I'm gonna watch it because I'm just a big fan of uh, He Man. I, I watched it growing up, and it's definitely a lot better too now. So oh,
2: dude, they just showed a bunch of other voice roles. A- have you heard the rest of them? No, go on. Okay, so after this, now okay, so we said Mark Hamill, Sarah Michelle Gellar, Chris Wood, Lena Headey, uh, Tiffany Smith is Andra. Um, they, they mentioned Liam Cunningham. Here are the other ones. Check this. Out. Steven Root is gonna be in this. That's the
3: guy from the staple guy.
2: That's the staple guy. Okay. Uh, Diedrich Bader, Henry Rollins. Who's he playing? Doesn't say. But these are these are. they, They said they have voice roles, but they didn't say who. And here's a. And by the way, here's a blast from the past. Alicia Silverstone. Wow. God, I haven't heard that name in forever. Yeah. I'll
3: take uh, names from the 90s I forget about it, Alex. <laughs> yes.
2: Uh Justin Long is in this. Oh wow. Uh, longtime Smith collaborator Jason Mews is gonna be in this
3: one. There you go. I mean, you know, he's like, you know, Kevin Smith's best buddy you now. Yes. Bill Lamar. Be- oh wow. Bill Lamar uh, Mad TV.
2: Yes. Uh Tony Todd, Cree Summer, Kevin Michael Richardson, and the last one they have here, Kevin Conroy. Wow. They are wow. all ga- they're all gonna voice somebody in this series.
3: Jeez Louise. Yeah. Holy
2: shit. I I'm still wrapping my head around Alicia Silverstone. I totally forgot she was even around.
3: Yeah, that that uh, you know, when she was popular back in her day, I had so many Kleenexes thrown away to her, <laughs> and not so much now.
2: Oh, I know. It's in, it's insane because I I haven't seen her around in forever. Like uh,
3: if you ask if you ask me how many Kleenexes did I lose, I'll tell you that I'm clueless. <laughs>
2: Well, that was a blast from the past.
3: Wow. Look at you. You're on top of you. You're on, you're on top of it today, Vinny. Oh
2: yeah. Oh my God. Like geez.
3: and then, uh, one last thing, last thing about TV shows. I just had to bring it up because, um, I know everybody's watching this show. You may have liked it. Maybe people loved it more than they're supposed to, but on HBO max, they're coming back with the friends, the reunion.
2: Oh my God. I've heard about this
3: May 27th. So in about 11 days from the time of recording, by the time you listen to it, there might be a little bit less than that. So lucky you folks to listen to it after recorded. So. Uh, HBO Max there will be a Friends fan Um. um there will be more time for our, uh, there are Friends fans on May 27th a year after the streaming um, platform's uh, launch it will air its long awaited to Friends the reunion special original series stars Jennifer Aniston Courtney Cox Lisa Kudrow Matt LeBlanc Matthew Perry and David Schwimmer it for the special on the comedy's original sound stage stage 24 on the Warner Brothers lots. there will also be a slew guest spots from David Beckham Justin Bieber, Jason, uh, Justin Bieber BTS James Corden Sydney Crawford, Cara Delevingne, Lady Gaga, Elliot Gould, Kit Harrington from the Game of Thrones, obviously, uh, Larry Hankin, uh, Mindy Kaling, Thomas Lennon, Christina Pickles, Tom Selleck, James Michael Tyler, Maggie Wheeler, Reese Witherspoon, and Malaya Yussufazi. Whatever, but um, we are having a reunion for Friends, folks. So if you love the show to pass, you're in good. You're in good company. If you've never seen the show, guys, watch it. It's so good. It's so funny.
2: Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, Friends was a great show. Um, um, some people liked it Some people hate it Some people It's weird Because it has a fan base Of people that loved it so much it, Netflix wanted to take it off So many times But people literally Begged and pleaded To keep it Until finally They eventually had to Take it off For money reasons Same
3: thing with The Office Right? Same The yeah. Office Like everybody Like I think that, Like when it comes to Hours watched I think so many people Watch The Office Over and over And over again And Vinny I'm one of those people When it comes to The Office I watched that movie I think to its entirety From the first season to the, I mean from the the first episode to the last episode. Do you want to know how many times I saw the episode? I mean, every season. How many? I think like four or five times. Yeah. Yeah. I, I in went se- I, in succession In secession, like I'll get bored, I'll be I'll be what's called a show hole. If you don't know what a show hole is, you're watching a show, you're watching a great program, and then you forget, like you don't know what to watch anymore. And then after that you're like, oh, I'll just watch something you just kind of buy by time until I get an idea of what I want to watch again. When you put it in the office, it's like a drug. It starts off small and it's like I gotta keep going, I know what's gonna happen, I'm gonna watch it again.
2: Oh yeah, I watch I've only seen it from beginning to end I've seen it from beginning to end like once. Like as far as like sitting and watching.
3: And then I did it a second
2: time, but it was when it was on Com- essential central and they would have like four or five episodes on a day i'd watch a couple and then the next day I'd watch a couple so it was kind of like an off and on kind of thing but as far as from beginning to end i only did it once and that was because in the beginning i was just doing research because i thought we were going to be doing a youtube show based on the office but that ended up not going anywhere uh but that was why i did it i did it for research but and to me the office was hit and miss i thought some episodes were great and some were just like this is clearly filler like i, I could tell like it was so for me it was a hit-and-miss show. I didn't I didn't hate it, but I didn't love it either. I liked it. Um, and I liked it enough to watch a lot of episodes, but... And then, of course, with Friends, I'm intrigued to see how this goes, because A, everyone's dying for a reunion, but B, Friends is also... And I hate to say this, but in 2021, this is a long-ass list, Friends is actually considered controversial because of the 90s behavior behind it,
3: you know? You know you know how I feel about that. I think the last time we had a show, I talked about, you know, looking to the past and <laughs> (laughs) You can't change the times, you can't change what happened in the past to narrate the way you feel about today. If you feel a certain way, turn off your fucking TV, change the channel, don't watch anything else. Have a post, go on a rant online or something like that, but like, don't try to sit there and try to try to do a cancel culture on something that happened a long time ago. You guys are idiots. Like, let let, let the time pieces stand for themselves. If anything, learn about why it's bad. Now, if you want to have a morality clause and say, you know, what? I liked it, but I don't feel like, I don't feel right because of the misogynistic way of views of men or women or the way gay people were treated. Listen, we all know the way it was. It's not like we don't know. We know exactly what happened back then. It was a horrible time but those are the times then and you know tv portrayed what because that's what tv is right it shows what's going on in the world around us at the present time it may have to be factual but it's a good it's got a good pulse of what's going on in the world that's why these shows that last for a long time like friends and all these different shows that last for a long time like the brady bunch was the living example of the way modern america was kind of operating you know and then they went to like you know all of the family and Married with children but if you watch it now it's gonna be like oh no it's so bad it's like same thing with friends the, I mean, not friends but um the off the office is very controversial if you want to bring it to today's standards. But the office wasn't on, like, you know, just 10, 20 years ago. Okay, so you can't change a dictate and do a cancer culture and change things around. That was the pulse of the world at the time. Yeah. So it's like, you know, people trying to go back and say, well, it's so misogynistic it's so bad. Well, yeah, it was. But you know what, though? That's that's a kind of that's the kind of mentality people had back then. So when Michael Scott's playing this this dumb, like you know, kind of dumb manager, he's very smart and very adept at a lot of different things. He's very dumb and blind to a lot of things too. And that's the way our culture was back then too. So you can't narrate it. Cause if you have a TV show now, you can't even have it. How could you even write a joke without offending somebody? So, like it's like, you know, I don't know what kind of show you can make right now without pulling this out. So you have to so I guess that's the reason why they have reality TV show because it's just a reality TV show, you know, because they could get away with they could get away with anything, or a, or they could do a cartoon because cartoons you get away with anything. But that's the culture. Don't change it to fit your narrative because my show, if I was to make a TV show, I'm not pandering to the people who don't like it i'm pandering to the people who do like it so stop trying to sit there and cancel culture everything it's it's ridiculous the the world today they, they feel so entitled that their view is more important than everybody else and everybody should fall in line i'm like last time i checked you weren't the god of everybody you know it's it's stupid it's like you know i don't like chocolate i don't like chocolate ice cream so we should ban chocolate ice cream or i don't like vanilla ice cream we should cho- we should ban it no just because you don't like it doesn't have to go out to fucking buy it if you buy the napoleon ice cream it's got the chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry but you hate the fucking strawberry, well, guess what? Just buy chocolate or vanilla. Don't buy Napoleon ice cream because it comes strawberry every goddamn time. Oh,
2: yeah. And here's how crazy it's gotten. And this is when you know you have fucked up with... Here's the thing. When Bill Maher finds you annoying, that's when you know. He's the most annoying motherfucker of them all. But this article here says, um, and by Uh, says, Bill Maher says Democrats suck the fun out of everything. Halloween, the Oscars, childhood. So, when even Bill is on your ass, that's when you know you're out of control because nobody's more left-wing crazy than him. But he says Democrats are now the party that can't tell the difference between Anthony Weiner and Al Franken. Said Bill Maher at the close of his real-time show on Friday. He went on to bemoan the increasingly rigidity of the left and the increasing well-liberalism of the right. Once upon a time, the right were offended by everything. They were the party of speech codes and blacklists and moral panics and demanding some TV show had to go. Now that's us. We're the fun suckers now. We suck the fun out of everything. Halloween, the Oscars, childhood. Twitter, comedy. Mark continued as part of his new rules segment, American government works best like a mullet. Republicans do business in the front, Democrats party in the back. Uh, <laughs> GOP Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene is reportedly into polyamorous tantric sex, said the disbelieving host. And Ashley Babbitt, the MAGA warrior who died storming the Capitol, was apparently part of a thurple, whatever the fuck that is. Um, that's a long way, said Mark, from when Jerry Falwell blasted the Teletubbies because one of them was allegedly gay because it was purple. Former Democratic Congresswoman Katie Hill, who, like Ashley Babbitt, was found to be part of a thurple and pictured holding a bong that was too much for our new puritanical Democratic Party. We're the thurple people, the bong people, the tantric sex gurus, enjoyed Mark. We did fucking in the mud at Woodstock and bra burning and turn on and tune in and drop out. They're the party who won't bake wedding cakes for gay people. It's time to switch back, he said in closing, because frankly, you're not good at being us, and being you sucks. Yeah,
3: true words ever Spoken, man. I don't think like, I agree with that guy. I mean, don't get me wrong, he's a very smart guy, but I feel the same way about Bill Moore the way I feel about Jim Cornette. Very intellects, very smart, but his views can be somewhat tainted because of experience, whatever. We respect the guys, yeah. Are they vastly uh, knowledgeable about the things you're talking about? Hell yeah, they are. But they do have some criticism because they got their own kind of spin to it. And that's that's what you got to respect about him. Jim Cornette, I'm always going to love the guy. I'm always going to listen to him. As much as, you know, everything he shells out about my product and, you know, the, the current state of wrestling and everything else. But the thing is, you have to take him with a grain of salt. He is so smart. He's so smart. When, I mean, both Bill Moore and, and Jim Cornette. They're both smart about the things he talk about. I love both. Both men. I mean, I listen. I won't take everything they say as gospel, but man, did they make good points? And it's like, oh man, this guy's so smart. I wish he, I think. He would, but I, I'm not gonna sit there and say, well, you know, Jim Cordera hurt my feelings, so I'm not gonna sit there and listen to him anymore. Come on, man. Like, we're not gonna do that. We're not gonna do that. But I can sit there and not listen to these guys. They have such a, a a very special point of view. Are they old school? Yes, they are. But the thing is, that their points that they're making is so valuable, and you can't sit there and be deterred and scared and be like, oh, I'm not gonna listen to this anymore because it's uh, against the grain. Garbage time, guys. It's like these people are so easily offended, it it triggers me to be angry at them, where I should not be angry at all. You know, they want to sit there, they want to get angry about something. I wish they would go outside and fall off a bike. Like, not like to be mean, but just have something to argue about. You know, just go out and, you know, do a a hard day's work. Not just type in a computer and stir the pots and see what what comes of it later on. That's stupid. That's, 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 I I, I don't even have words. It's so dumb, you know?
2: And it's, it's insane. And in general, I've, and the thing is this, anybody that knows me longer than a longer than a day, knows I can't stand, I, I am one of the biggest Bill Maher haters in the world. I think as a comedian, he's not funny at all, and to me, whether he makes good points or not, he's just an asshole. Like, he's one of those people that's like, he's like, I believe this, so I'm better than you. Like, he's the guy that talks about having discussions, but his whole attitude is, he just likes to just belittle people and make fun of them. Like, I don't think he wants to, there's very rarely do I ever see him actually wanting to have real dialogue. Like, he preaches about it, but I don't think he really wants it. But then every now and then he'll say something like this, and I'll agree with him. It's one of the few, th- the one thing he and I 100% agree on is that woke, cancel, political correctness is out of fucking control. He's always been against that, and that's the only thing I've ever respected about him. Outside of that, I think he's a pretentious cocksucker. I really do. Like I genuinely no, I get, would I never want to be on his show. I would never want to be anywhere near him. But on this, he's 100% right. Like the, you know, they, it's it's insanity. Just how insane it gets and I'm like here's the thing I don't give a shit if they are part of a thurple again I don't know what the fuck that is but I can care less if someone's into tantric sex or not or somebody does this and you know it's true like one person wanted to blast the Teletubbies because one of them was allegedly gay because it was purple and it's like that, that's that's the crazy shit we deal with now like it's a fucking TV show and even, here's the thing as conservative as I can be from time to time even I thought Jerry Falwell was a fucking idiot for this like I've seen the, I've seen people do crazy stuff like that or get religious over dumb shit and guess what I call out their stupidity too. So don't think I'm just one-sided with the cancel culture stuff. It's just that I'm seeing crazy over here and not as much crazy over here or whatever crazy is over here. I find it to be manageable. This is on another level of fucking crazy. It's just, that's where I'm at. But I'm just like, the, the whole thing's out of control and it needs to stop because I think that divides society more than anything because here's the funny part. The very people that talk about we don't like hate spew their venom at people who disagree with them. I've literally had people say, you know, and I, like you know they'll say they'll, on one minute they're saying black lives matter and then the next minute they'll call somebody an uncle tom that doesn't if they're black and don't agree with them so it's like how do you how do you justify that but like, that makes no fucking sense like you you can't say black lives matter and then belittle a black person because they don't agree with you that goes against everything you just fucking said and granted they say worse stuff than uncle tom but that's about as far as I'm gonna fucking go on my show but well, maybe somebody else can go to the extreme on their show but that's just one example and I've never made any fucking sense. It's like, for the love of God, stop sucking the fun out of everything, and find real shit to be pissed about. Because when you finally get pissed about real shit, no one's gonna take you seriously, because you've been mad about too much dumb shit. So like the boy who cried wolf, you, you, you do it too many times, no one's gonna believe you when the real shit happens. That's all I gotta say about that.
3: Well, I mean, well said, Benny. I mean, um, uh, it's just, you know, you, you understand, um, we're both compliant uh, when it comes to these kind of crappy little things, but nonetheless, it is what it is. Um, yeah. It's just the world we live in now. You have a TV show, uh, about about uh, a snowflake just melting in a pot. We'll probably make a million views. I won't anybody. It'll just be a half an hour of snowflakes just falling into a pot. Into a pot. Be oh, nice.
2: Oh yeah, it's crazy. Oh, speaking of which, um, did you see the Saturday Night Live
3: skits I sent you? I, I watched the show actually, so yeah.
2: So okay, because there's um, so because there's two, and okay, okay, are you familiar with the one from the Muppet Show? I did not
3: no. Okay,
2: then watch that. We'll talk about that next week. Um, did you see the Gen Z hospital skit?
3: Is that the one with George Clooney?
2: Uh, no, and that's now. the one with Elon Musk.
3: Oh, okay. No, I did not.
2: Okay, so watch those. That. that uh, so we're going to do a plug right now. Next week, we're going to talk about these, but I want Elvis to see them so we can get a real good discussion here. So I'll cut to the uh, next one here. Um, well, there is one thing. Actually, we'll, we what? No, I was going to say, well, we do have one SNL thing. Speaking of Elon Musk, we'll talk about this. Uh, apparently, SNL cast members have been accused of getting a little too big for their britches by an industry insider following swipes at Elon Musk. Because apparently, Elon Musk was announced as the host for Saturday Night Live and he did host Saturday Night Live and apparently there were some people that just some SNL cast members just went off the fucking deep end. It was almost like when Andrew Dice Clay was gonna host and Nora Dunn walked off the show as well as uh Sinead O'Connor. Like they literally just said we're not doing the show and just they just quit. Well, you know, and Because Nora Dunn's contract was expiring and she was going to leave on this specific date but apparently she cut it early when she found out Dice was hosting. And it says it was recently announced that Tesla and SpaceX CEO Elon Musk would make his host debut on Saturday Night Live on May 8th, which he did. The decision apparently caused a disconnect with cast members who took to Twitter to express their opinions. Behind the scenes, tension is still present in the hours ahead of the show, according to the New York Post. An unnamed industry source who said they know the show intimately told the outlet the new cast are getting a little too big for their britches. The criticism from cast members came after the show announcement that Musk would host the show. The CEO then tweeted, let's find out just how live Saturday Night Live really is. An American actor and cast member on SNL Bowen Yang replied, What the fuck does this even mean? But then later deleted his tweet. A.D. Bryant also deleted a post a swipe at Musk. But the source added that guests can tweet and do whatever they want on social media. They weren't told to take down their messages. If they were elsewhere, they would have been suspended for tweeting. But they can do whatever they want. Producer Lauren Michaels has never said to anybody they have to turn up for a show. The industry source in reference to the cast. An industry rep- An insider previously reported, Cast members were told they won't be forced to act alongside Musk if they don't want to. But no cast members have pulled out of the show yet yet. Opinions on guests are not only limited to Musk. However, it was also revealed to the Post that cast members were unhappy with country music star Morgan Wallen who made his SNL debut in December. This came two months after he was disinvited from the show for breaking the show's quarantine rules. But the industry source added that ultimately Michaels is the man in charge. Not everyone on the show agrees about what is funny or who should host, but Lauren's decision maker and the buck stops with him. None of the original cast were, ex- were exactly shrinking violets. If Bill Murray or John Belushi had social media back then, they would not be afraid to express their opinions the source added I
3: mean why did people not want to sit there be on a show with oh, I'd love to hang out with old musky
2: I don't know I guess I, I think I don't know I, apparently he had some opinions they didn't agree with or you know apparently he said I, I can't remember what exactly he said but it was probably something quarantine related or whatever that pissed some people off you know because again it's people getting offended over shit and not wanting to and not wanting to work with him you know which is ridiculous because hell they most of them are anti-Trump and they and they were cool with him when he hosted I didn't see any of them bitching about it when he actually came up on the show. And like I said, we had, they had the incident with Dice where two people walked off the show. <laughs> Because they weren't happy, but still, it was a, it was a successful episode nonetheless.
3: Yeah. Well, I mean, whatever. I thought I thought he was great. I like him.
2: Yeah. I mean, the the Gen Z sketch, which which we'll talk about next week, that was actually very very well done. And you know, Elon Elon Musk, contrary to what people might think, dude has a sense of humor and was very good at what he did. So I I found it I found it enjoyable. And on that note, we're gonna jump over here. Um, we got John Cena's Peacemaker HBO Max show premiere details. WWE superstar John Cena has spent the past few months filming the new Peacemaker series for HBO Max. The former WWE champion confirmed earlier this year that he could not attend WrestleMania 37 due to the schedule for the Suicide Squad spinoff as well as travel restrictions caused by the COVID-19 pandemic. Cena has been active in terms of Hollywood over the past few years with Fast 9, part of the massive Fast and Furious franchise soon to be released. The new Suicide Squad film, the precursor to the Peacemaker series, will be arriving on August 6th. That day, we'll see the new film available on HBO Max and in theaters. The director of both Suicide Squad and Peacemaker, James Gunn, recently answered fan questions as part of an Instagram Q&A. Gunn confirmed that Cena's new HBO series will be available to stream in January of 2022. With John Cena now seemingly finished with filming, he may be available for a return to WWE. Cena recently posted an image of the WWE logo to his own Instagram, leading fans to question if it's just another one of Cena's odd social media troll jobs or if he's looking for a return. A possible destination is SummerSlam, with WWE looking to reintroduce full crowds from that show onward.
3: Yeah, I like I mean we'll see how suicide I think the second one might be better. The first one was not so great. That was horrible. Hopefully this uh second one kind of brings it up and we'll see how John Cena does. He might have his own spin off. Who knows? Yeah,
2: and um how do you feel about him possibly returning to the ring? Is it good? Is it bad? Are you happy, not happy? I, I,
3: I miss I, I miss him. I miss booing him. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> um I mean I mean like it's a it's a respectful thing now. first I booed because I really didn't like him. Now I boo him because I just miss booing him. So yeah, that's it. Yeah,
2: and it's it's intriguing to see where he would go because he did say that you know he's well, he's willing to come back just to find out you know what the storyline is where do they go from here he doesn't necessarily have to be in the main event I mean obviously if they offer it to him he's not going to turn it down but he is willing to, he's comfortable wherever he can be placed and obviously he had fun doing the Firefly Funhouse with Bray and working on that um, and then of course there's also you know the possibility of him facing Karrion Cross because apparently that was a conversation starter on uh, on Twitter. Uh, somebody spread the rumor that uh, Cross that about what it would be like for Cena to face Karrion Cross. Karrion said he'd do it. Cena kind of posted something cryptic but along the lines of, I think he'd do it. I know, at a com- I know at a convention years ago, Cena said that one of his, a person he'd like to get in the ring with is Velveteen Dream. So, if he's even still on the roster, because I'm hearing rumors that he's been backstage at Raw a couple times so I don't know if they're calling him up or not but that'd be a match I'd love to see and uh, there's just so many people Cena could work with and I feel like it would do well just they just got to make sure it's the right storyline for the right reason
3: I got you. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure we're gonna come back, guys. But whatever the situation is, I mean, it's gonna be in welcome arms. I mean, everybody's gonna sit there and do the same thing. As soon as they see him, they're going to be like, "Yay!" And it's like, "Oh, wait a second. We're supposed to hate this guy. Wait, boo." <laughs> <laughs> and, it, it, and, it, and that's exactly what's gonna happen. But like when we say the booze, it's gonna be simply because out of respect. It's it's a re- I think he knows it too. I think he's in on what's going on. Um, it's not a big deal. So it's gonna be like, "Oh man, okay." Um, so yeah.
2: Well, the thing is, for him, it's never been a big deal, and I think that's what frustrates a lot of people uh, some people sometimes is that you know they they think they they think that he's stupid and that he doesn't realize people really hate him it's like no he's aware he just don't give a fuck that's what i mean i mean, th- I
3: mean uh, that's a good thing i guess to kind of think about it because why so not get bent out of shape all the time where you'd be like eh whatever i still get paid um and that's exactly what it is too exactly so um no but i think like right now i'm just gonna miss like i'm mean, like first I literally i'm gonna pop like yeah we hear the Bulldog. And I'm like, oh, yep, yeah, that's John. I'm like, yay! And I'm like, hold on a second, like, oh, wait. Oh, see, you know, sucks. See, you know, it's, it's it's only because it's it's so ingrained in my head. But I mean, like, I'll, I'll be saying the words. It's kind of like you know when you say um, Kurt Angle, when they sing the song, it says like you suck. Yeah. You like we all know Kurt Angle does not suck at all. But we just say it because well, damn it, you know whatever. Um, we just say it because it was so catchy and you couldn't get away from. Yeah. It. Um, so that's pretty much what it is.
2: And here's but here's the difference now. Back in the day when people would. say say you suck, they would chant it the entire time until the music stopped. Now,
3: yeah, and the thing is he
2: embraced it. yeah, well back then he didn't embrace it. He, he was a heel. He hated it. But now when he does it, he kind of like leads them on. But then after a certain point, after a certain point, like once, like once the music goes, dun, 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 That's when they stop doing it. So now it's like, it's done for a brief period and then they stop. That's the respect factor is that at some point the you suck is cut off. And the timing of it's perfect. Yeah, true.
3: So, I gotta,
2: and speaking of top well, guys. Uh, I got,
3: I got uh, actually, I got one more before. I, I, I Unfortunately, Vinny, I got to cut this thing short because uh, apparently I got a uh, wife who needs my attention every two seconds, I guess. <laughs> okay. So, um, so. Uh, we got one thing, you know, it, it's it's a time. What time is it? Uh,
2: it's the thing that, unfortunately, we forgot last week, but we can do it we're bringing it back this week. Uh, I believe Mystic Elvis
3: is here. Mystic Elvis is here. Mystic Elvis. It's the has spoken. Your horoscope for Pisces, and we're only we gonna do for tomorrow. I don't care what you did today, but I'm gonna give you your tomorrows. <sniffs> are you ready, Vinny? I'm ready to receive the message of tomorrow. Today, you may try to contact several people, Pisces, none of whom may be available. You might particularly want to reach a female friend or relative who lives far away. This could prove frustrating, as you may have some interesting news for her, but keep trying. We eventually manage to connect, and she'll be glad to hear from you. She might invite you to visit. That's your horoscope for tomorrow. you have a friend far away you're trying to get a hold of any? Um... <laughs> is, there, is there is there somebody out there in a mean, different location that you're trying to get to?
2: Um, uh, not recently, but the only only friend I really have that's a female that lives far away is Alex and um, I've been meaning to call her but just I've had so much shit to do I have not had time to sit on a phone and chat
3: Mr. Galvis has spoken <laughs> it's time for you to reach out to her tomorrow but you might fail the first two or three times
2: I'll keep that in mind
3: Mr. Galvez has spoken now it's time for Capricorn for tomorrow you and a current or potential partner may disagree on whether to spend time together alone or go out with friends Capricorn if you're both having a uh, rough day you're likely to be rather tense and apt to snap at each other wow is that today or tomorrow that's tomorrow uh- God, it came out wrong. Compromise may be the best answer. Spend an hour or two with your friends and then come home and relax. That way, everybody's happy. Capricorn, that is your horoscopes for tomorrow. Okay, so what do we got for the week? Uh, Let's see, for Vinny, my little Pisces, start the lunar cycle off right by speaking your mind when it comes to important matters. When the new moon is in Taurus, your communication zone on Tuesday, uh, in your communication zone on Tuesday, the new moon will encourage you to say what you feel. Speaking up can lead to new beginnings as long as you state your case logically and not emotionally. Your past resurfaces when Mercury and Gemini trine Saturn and Aquarius, and on Wednesday, things you've forgotten come back to you, causing you to reflect on your childhood. This is a good time to talk about your past with someone in order to move on. This week ends on a positive note when the Jupiter enters your sign on Thursday, giving you a boost in confidence and optimism. This can be very lucky time for you. It's a great time for new beginnings. Everything's coming your way. Awesome. And for mine, your work, your work begins, or your week begins on an enjoyable note when a new moon is in Taurus and your pleasure zone on Tuesday. Make it a sensual night. All right an ideal time to fall in love or start a love affair, what? Even the Japanese are against me? It's also a great time <laughs> to find new ways to express yourself and your creative passions. Whatever you start today can be fun and fulfilling. All then, it's right. back to work. then it's back to work with Mercury and Gemini trying Saturn in Aquarius on Wednesday. Encourage you to be productive when it comes to managing your finances. Building better money habits now can help you later, especially when it comes to your health. Finally, Thursday brings a major boost when Jupiter enters Pisces on, on your community. You could gain confidence in your ability to express your ideas successfully for the next few weeks. You might even do some public speaking. Who would have thought? That's what I'm doing right now. And that has been my horoscope for tomorrow and the rest of the week until we meet again.
2: All right. And that, ladies and gentlemen, was Mystic Elvis. And that'll wrap up this uh, part of the Bootscast for the week. Elvis, as always, I thank you for taking time out of your busy schedule to join me. I look forward to chatting with you next week. And obviously, the fans will be looking forward to your AEW recap later this week.
3: Uh, yeah make sure you guys watch it's a good one I've got a couple bangers um, uh, should be pretty good so yeah I'll put it out hopefully I can meet up with Desmond this week if not then I'll have to do a solo one again I don't know maybe I'll get the red-headed stepchild I don't know we'll figure it out yeah, absolutely
2: and uh, before we wrap up uh, one more special thank you to uh, Elvis's daughter uh, Zoe Diana Delinsky for uh, joining us this week uh, We had a great. it was a great segment at the beginning uh, we look forward to having her come back on in the future um, and of course uh, make sure you guys are uh, following us on all of our uh, hosting platforms. We are on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, and Google Podcasts. Make sure you're following all of those. Or if you just have a favorite, follow your favorite. As long as you're listening to the show, that's all that matters. Also, make sure you guys uh, like us on Facebook. Go to facebook.com slash theboochcast. we got archived episodes of the show as well as some great content, including the latest episode of the Male Soap Opera Moment, where we gave our predictions for a WrestleMania backlash, which has already aired, so you can find out on that video which one of us was right, which one of us was wrong. Did Wednesday? Or I take the title. You can find out. Also, make sure you're following us on Twitter and Instagram at TheBoochCast. Get the latest tweets, photos, and videos. Plenty coming soon. Also, make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. Make sure you guys check out all the content we have up there. We have our D&D shot is up there. Also, uh, make sure you guys check out BoochCast Reviews Dark Side of the Ring. We have, check out our episode uh The Life and Crimes of New Jack as a way of, uh, if you want to know more about New Jack, for those of you that may not know, that episode is the perfect one to tell you so make sure you check that out and also make sure you take advantage of the fact that we got episodes coming soon. Uh, Pretty soon we'll be having uh, parts 1 and 2 of Brian Pillman will be coming soon as well as the ultra violence of Nick Gage will be on the way. Uh, At the time you are listening to this hopefully the Nick Gage video will be filmed Uh, but of course we're going to have the Brian Pillman episodes up beforehand so obviously Elvis, Desmond and I will get together and be taking care of Brian Pillman Uh, but also make sure you guys are subscribed to the channel, hit that subscribe button, ring that bell to be notified for when those videos are coming out. Also, make sure you are following us on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv slash theboochcast. Uh, That's where we do our live wrestling watch parties. Our next one will be in August for WWE SummerSlam. Also, make sure you guys follow us there because coming soon will be our D&D show. We're still working out the kinks and we got one big surprise for that show that we will not be revealing right now, Um, but when we can, it's going to be amazing. So, you You'll definitely want to check out our DND show when it airs on Twitch. It's where you can live chat with us while these things are in progress because uh, they'll be archived on YouTube, which means you won't be able to chat with us on YouTube. So make sure you're following us on Twitch for also additional Twitch content coming your way. And of course, support the show through Patreon. Go to patreon.com slash theboochcast. We have great rewards for great patrons for as little as $1 a month. Just $1 a month. You can help us uh, keep the show going. You allow us to uh, upgrade the equipment, bring in bigger name guests, um, you know, take care of uh, all the guys that work real hard behind the scenes here at the show. So if you got a favorite co-host and you feel like Vinny, they should be paid for their work, well, Patreon is how you make that possible. Also, if you got some extra spending cash you want to take advantage of some of the other rewards we got, please feel free to do so. And until next time, this is Vinny Bucci, a.k.a. The Booch, saying keep on living life and take care. This has been The Boochcast. Cast. We'll talk to you guys next time. Until then,
3: pizza, baby! Ladies and gentlemen, good night, good luck, and goodbye. Well, I see by the clock on a
1: wall that it's time to bid you one and all goodbye. Goodbye. So long. So long. Farewell. Farewell. Adieu. Adieu. Be good. Stay well. Bye bye. Keep warm. Relax. Eddie. Take care. Stay loose. Adieu. you. vieux. A la prochaine. Goodbye till (laughs) when we meet again.